Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. I'm your host, Chet, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler, Wade, and Futch. How y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How are you on vacation mode again? Yeah, doing pretty good. If I sound a little different, I got the AirPods plugged in. I'm out here in Orange Beach, Alabama, soaking in the sun. Currently sitting in a broom closet recording the podcast. It was the only place I could find a, a quiet quiet moment with all uh, 30 members of my family. So, you know, I got, got to do what you got to do. So, how, how's... Hey, uh, you probably have, like, more family members than they have members in on, like, the Live Golf Tour. You, know, you could probably start, like, a golf tour of your family members and try to compete against the Live. Probably could, but I don't know if my three-year-old cousin could be doing very well in the golf course. So it's, it is what it is. I know hey. Wade was out there at the driving range today getting ready for the match. Yeah. How, I how, did, how did it work? I couldn't go into the match, you know, or the whack, um, unprepared. <laughs> the whack. So I went out there and checked out the new Baton Rouge golf suites. And um, that was my second trip over there. It was pretty fun. Um was hitting the eight iron and the driver uh, pretty well. Uh, they have the TrackMan technology out there, so it's pretty cool for sports nerds like myself. You get to see the ball speed, the ball height, all that good stuff. Um, my lovely fiance made their social media. They reposted my post uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. all over, so we are royalty. And um, it's a cool spot. We'll have to get the group um, to go out there next time we're in town, or some of us are. Maybe they can get some gift cards out there. You know, we don't we don't post for free on Sports Scramble now. Hey, I want no. them to be in business. I want them to do well. So, yeah, of course, <laughs> I got an extra drink. You know, we got to keep them keep them rolling. So we don't need discounts. <laughs> what what were we looking at this ball speed out there? What were you tracking uh, normally? What was yeah, your driver when like, speed? When I swung without giving a crap about where it went, I touched one fifty one, 
And when I swung and hit the ball up the middle, um, 135. Okay. Well, Bryson hits 215. So I guess you're close enough. But (laughs) (laughs) speaking of some golf, that's not swing speed. That's ball speed, though. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm saying. Bryson hit hit 215 ball speed. So uh, Futch played a little bit today. How's the game looking? It looks good. I was a little rusty uh, coming back from vacation, so uh, it uh, it took a little bit, a little bit getting used to on the range there before I went out. Had a little rain today, so uh, it was a little uh, little wet out today. But um, no, nah, it was uh, it was good. I I struggled. I couldn't hit greens today for some reason. I don't know. I was I was making putts. Um, I just couldn't hit greens today. I kept missing everything right. Um, but it uh, it was all right. I mean, I ended up. Doing okay. You want to keep that going for when you come next week, so uh, we don't need you hit many greens. If we, uh, if we and the greens are tough there too, so I mean, look out! You got to yeah. be on your game. I yes. think the on the front nine, the widest green you got is about twelve yards. So they're deep, but they're not very wide. So you got to watch out for that. All right. Well, yeah. So I mean, I shot seventy-eight today, so it was it was all right. Uh, uh, bad so day in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, seventy-eight! Watch out. <laughs> Terrible golf, much. You probably would have won the three M Open today. I don't know about that. You can get into that. You're gonna win the yeah. whack. Speaking of, speaking of the three M Open, we had Tony T now come back. I think he was five shots down going into the day. He was he was still they had like plus five hundred odds on him to win it going into Sunday. So should have sprinkled a little money on that. Um, he he, he might have came out a winner, but. It was it was good to see Tony Finau get a win. It's been I think it's his second win in eleven months. He's flirted a lot with second place, third place, top five. So and he's just he's just one of those guys. And it's good to see when he's an older guy on the tour. It's good to see that he stayed on the tour with all the golfers jumping the lift off. Uh, you had David Faraday just jump over as an announcer, and they posted a social media post. Live Live Golf did about. Freaking out! You had Bryson like, "Oh my gosh, can't believe we just jumped over." It's like, dude, it's an announcer. Okay, it's not a big a deal. You know, he, he's he is leaving Sirius XM and the PGA Tour. Um, I think they're paying him like ten, fifteen million dollars is what I've seen. So uh, to go announce golf, shoot, I'd be over there. I mean, they could pay the sports scramble two million dollars. We'll go cover them. We won't question <laughs> nothing. I mean, two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm you hear sure. that? You hear that? Live golf. We'll, we'll do it for all right. Let's not cheap out. Now, Two hundred thousand minimal. Okay, <laughs> we'll negotiate 000. a little bit. That, that'll work for me. We'll split between the four of us. But uh, gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna miss his. I'm gonna miss his like uh, show on the Golf Channel. Uh, I don't. Do you ever listen to a show on a series series XM? No, I, I wonder if it was a similar show, but like I, I don't know. His show was good. I, I know he recorded it and in Orlando and uh he had a little studio in Orlando there and uh but I know that like he's kind of like the personality of of golf kind of cuz I feel yeah. like a, a lot of these guys it's so dry and that's why people can't watch golf I think in a large part cuz it's so non-exciting from the announcing standpoint so I mean I think it's uh I think he wants to change it up and go to something new and exciting like like the live tour so you know well, I mean, they're they're in talks with Charles Barkley too. I mean, I know Tyler, you you had some something to say on that. You might have seen some information on if Charles Barkley's going or not. Well, I know I saw it on ESPN. I really didn't read the article, but I don't really think that Charles Barkley wants any part of Live Golf. I mean, that man is going to stay on TNT with the NBA uh, coverage and then the Capital One, the match coverage. I mean, he was like the best announcer there, so. I get it that like the live golf. I'm pretty sure that they watched that and saw like how good of a commentator he was and the ratings at that match draw. But yeah, I don't I don't see Charles Barkley even stepping foot even close to live golf. So I agree with Mr. Barkley about his uh, scenario with live golf. Well, it's going to be some very negative publicity for the NBA. Or I'm yeah. sorry, it's going to be negative publicity for live golf if they pull him away from the NBA and TNT. Mm-hmm. Because you know they're not going to let him do any other sports. When he signs his no. contract, it's going to be only live golf. And the, the, the fans even, are not going to be happy. You can't even watch it. I yeah, mean, I, you watch it on YouTube. I know they got it coming up this weekend. I think in – is it in New Jersey? I'm not sure. It, um, it's somewhere in the northeastern looked. part of the United States, I believe. Um, but I heard a, a very interesting take – 
I don't remember whose show it was on. It was on an ESPN show, and he had Johnny Damon on, the, the famous Red Sox, New York Yankee, injured reserve, whatever player. Um, mm-hmm. And he they asked him, you know, because apparently Johnny Damon's a very big golfer now. He plays in a lot of programs. They asked him, if China was offering you this money, say, back when you win your heyday, to go play in, say, a, a China baseball league, how would you feel about that? And he said, honestly, I'd go to China. And so if you take away, I guess, the, the funding of where the money's coming from, because that's a lot of the negativity coming from the Saudi Arabians and everything, you take that away, it's kind of a no-brainer. You go play less golf, and you make a heck of a lot more, more money than you'll ever make in your PGA Tour career. I think DJ's making more money now than he did in the 10 years he played on tour. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer in that aspect. But I, mean, I want to know, Wade, which, what's your, your money? What do they have to pay you to go play? <laughs> I mean, I'm all for uh, taking the best opportunity given. And I think that, um, you know, these guys don't really care how how many people can watch them, what time the tournaments are at, what day of the week they're at. I mean, this is mainly for profit for them. I think that some of these guys have to consider, you know, how often will I be around my family and, and friends and that kind of thing because it is a big commitment to go play overseas. So I'd have to factor that into my decision as well. Um, but I see where they're coming from. Um I think every action has its consequences. Some people are going to say, you know, you're supporting some bad things, some unethical things by getting that money. Um, But overall, I mean, so far, uh, I think that Live Golf's had a much more positive view than I thought. And uh, most of the tournaments, you know, have been in Europe and America to this point. So we'll see what happens when there's eventually one in Dubai or something. But uh, for me personally, um, I don't know if I could put a dollar on it, but, um, you know, uh, I guess I would have an open year as long as it was more than what I was making at PGA. Uh, just kind of have to determine if it was the lifestyle for me because it is a different kind of tour. Yeah, well, we're going right. to get Fletch on that tour for sure. I mean, that's, that's the plan. No, we're right. going to – Fletch is going to create his own tour. Yeah, no, there we go. There we go. The whole depot do like, <laughs> grow up <laughs> wanting to play PGA golf or do they want to grow up and play – professional golf like does the pga have the same like allure to it as the nfl like people always say oh i want to play the nfl but is it like well i think it comes i think it comes with playing like the famous uh tournaments like well granted you don't have to necessarily be a member of the pga tour to play the masters i mean correct me if i'm wrong fudge i don't i don't think you do any of the majors as long as you qualify for them but you've got tournaments like the memorial like that jack host um the like the uh, the players championship things like that that require you to be uh, at least a PGA Tour member or have a sponsor's exemption. But if you think about it, like people grow up wanting to play at Augusta, things like that. For now, the live well, we don't know for sure because kind of this all came to fruition after the Masters happened. But I think we'll see next year if they don't let any of the live tour players play in like Augusta. I think that's going to change the things for sure. I think the biggest the biggest thing here and I think the the big picture that everybody has to look at is that the PGA Tour and the USGA are two separate entities. They have really no tie with each other. So yeah, your major events most of them are hosted by the USGA. Um anybody can play in that event as long as you qualify and as long as you're a member of the USGA. Um and it has no bearing on the PGA tour or, or anything else. So, I mean, it, um, it's really, I don't think it's something that they're going to take away. I don't think they can, uh, because the PGA tour can't make that call. Um, they're kind of their I own think, thing. I think the only difference would be, I don't believe the masters is the USGA, right? I think it's literally like Augusta, like the members yeah. of Augusta national determine right. who plays in it. Right. Um, but yeah, in, in, in that sense, like, with – we had the Open Championship finish, you know, that's the RNA club. And then, you know, you have uh, – you know, the U.S. Open is the USGA and, and some other events. The PGA Championship is also the USGA. 
Like the PGA Tour does not have their own major that they run, even though it's called the PGA Championship. It's it's not run by them. Well, they can't call it the PGA Championship. It's called the Tour Championship. Right. So they can't. Yeah, they can't call it the PGA Championship. But it's they have they have their own thing, the PGA Championship. Um, You know, and that that's kind of its own thing. But I mean that um, that's something I just don't think that you can take away from these guys Um, at this stage. It's too much. Too much revenue that the USGA and, and uh, the PGA of America would be losing, um, because I mean the PGA Tour does fall under the PGA of America. So I mean that I could see them not being able to play in the PGA Championship, things like that. Um, but aside from that, I think that's gonna that's gonna remain. My biggest question with everything is that do we see this happen in a sport like basketball next? I mean. Think about all these guys that go over in the summertime and return to their home countries, Lithuania, Spain, whatever it may be, and they go and they play in these summer events to get, quote-unquote, tuned tuned up for the NBA season. Um, If they throw enough money at them, I dare say that they create something after that in order to to fund big players, uh, maybe older players or really young players who – don't make the NBA um, to a new league. Well, so I don't know necessarily about basketball, for an example, because I think the NBA play, pays them enough to where they're going to play in the NBA. But you have people, say, for example, uh, Brittany Griner that's over in jail in Russia. She was over there. She was over there because she doesn't make enough money in the WNBA. She was playing in the summer leagues in Russia. So, I don't think any other country is going to match what, say, uh, who just signed a big contract. James Harden signed a contract for two years, sixty-six million. I mean, or sixty-eight million. You know, that's thirty-four million dollars a year. I don't think any countries match that. Um, we don't so, know. Well, yeah. Well, it depends. Maybe you never know. Like Saudi, uh, the Saudi Arabians might get onto some basketball league. They call it the Live Basketball League. So who knows? And they start throwing money at them, but it's it's. I think it's a uh, this the golf world might, excuse me, start into something that'll shape itself in other leagues. Who knows? We might have Tom Brady playing over there in Saudi Arabia throwing the football around <laughs> at age sixty five. So, yeah, I mean he don't care. He's just making a check. I mean it's 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 definitely an interesting point you bring up, Fudge, because you never know where it's gonna. It starts in golf, but who's gonna stop it? Because it's already in Formula One racing. It's already in soccer. It's in golf. Like, what sport are they going to take over next? Mm-hmm. Hey, so, I think uh, it's a good segue to our uh, weekly topic of crazy sports, you know, random, non-mainstream sports, because if they want to take a unique approach, they could just take a sport that nobody plays and just make it the next big thing, you know, like make it the NFL. We could sponsor some cricket or something. Like, I get yeah. some cricket players in there making millions of dollars. But I'm glad you brought that up, Wade. Uh, we want to get a, a listener's uh, point of view. We would like to cover a random sport, you know, and have have the listeners pick. And we were going to become experts in this sport. Bring it around for the sports scramble. I don't know, Tyler, you got some ideas on what we should cover next? Uh, I said, well, we could have like a summer sport and like a winter sport. So I know like curling is probably like not all, all the way around. Like they probably just do that in the winter and in the fall, maybe we can like focus on badminton or like table tennis or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get, like, we'll get the all pro I table like tennis still, like, We do need to pick some sports like that's in the Olympics. So maybe like speed walking. I know that that's a, a famous Olympic sport that people watch too. <laughs> I so, bet you uh, we can get some pro athletes. Oysters, on. As they say. Yeah. Tyler, yeah, we'll, the single one in the group. You should have said gymnastics. I mean, come on. Oh, That's an Olympic well, sport. Yeah, we could cover gymnastics too. I mean, <laughs> we'll get, we can since get, we, you know, uh, we have SEC bias on the show, maybe we can start covering passes. college gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Olivia Dunn on from LSU. <laughs> oh, with her, my gosh. Or, or like no, that's going to be a tough ticket, I feel. Oh, we have an appearance. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get some, some very interesting sports on. Uh, we'll, we'll post a Twitter poll and, and try to get some viewers' input on what sport we should cover next um, and, and go from there. So, But I want to I jump into, Tyler, your, 
your NFL, your fantasy take for, for QBs this year? What do you got? All right. So, uh, like, uh, like last week, I'll pretty much do the same scenario. I'll, I'll do the top six, let you all uh, talk about, give you all's opinions as well, what you think about my top six. Uh, and then uh, we'll get to some sleeper candidates slash breakout candidates. So number one on the list is Josh Allen. I'm pretty sure that Jacob, you you had Allen as your quarterback last year. He did pretty yeah. good for you. Hey, I had him in his breakout year. I love the man. I want to get him back. So he did all right. I, he averaged like twenty. Yeah, he was very consistent for me. So I mean, he did pretty well. I, I think that uh, I think if he ran a little more, I probably would have been a little better. But uh, no, I, I was happy with it. Yeah, I just expect uh, the Buffalo offense to really take off. You get uh, Devin Singletary, and then you have Gabe Davis. I talk about the receivers of Gabe Davis and also uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, We'll go to number two. I think this is going to be the breakout candidate here, right here, Justin Herbert. I think he's due for a really big year. He's had a solid rookie career in his first year. Had a good year. He was a top-five quarterback fantasy-wise last year. I think he's going to be a top-two by the end of the year, I think. With the weapons he has uh, in Los Angeles, I think uh, Herbert is definitely an easy pick. Number three is Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's he fell off a little bit in the 2021 season. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, how is Patrick Mahomes going to be uh, fantasy-wise without Tyreek Hill? You still have Travis Kelsey there, but the wide receiver core really is not that great anymore. You have McCole Harmon, Juju Smith-Schuster. So I, I do think that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to have a little bit of a drop-off, but you still got to take the guy what he can do, which is sideway passes, and he can just absolutely uh, throw down, throw the ball deep. Number four is going to be Lamar Jackson, Wade's former quarterback. He's on this list, uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Put a couple of pounds on him, maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> he might come back. He'll be we'll able see. to go faster. Big boy running through the line, just like yeah. old Leonard Fournette, getting about 30 uh, pounds in the offseason. Like Mahomes, uh, he lost uh, his really deep threat of Marquise Brown, but I still like what the Ravens have, especially with Mark Andrews. That's his favorite target. Once I get to the tight ends, I'll talk about more about Andrews. But I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be due for another big year. My guy, uh, uh, he just got a, a contract this week, Kyler Murray. I think uh, he's going to be the top five candidate. Uh, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is who knows if he's even going to be healthy at the start of the season. But they did add Marquise Brown, his college teammate. So I think that even with Hopkins' injury, I think Murray should be fine. Uh, last season, I know I had him. He really tore it up when the Cardinals went undefeated. It had a little bit of a drop-off whenever D-Hop went down, but he was still posting some really good fantasy numbers. And then number six, it was either between Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, but I had to just go with Joey B here. I think uh, Joey B alongside uh, Justin Herbert will be the breakout in the 2022 season. So those are the top six. Uh, give me all opinions, and I'll give you a couple of breakout candidates next. All right. I guess I'm being pointed to for my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Wade is also a fantasy expert, so why don't you join me here? Wade is not a fantasy expert. Uh, Wade, You're uh, better than me and Chet because we ended up – uh, second to last, last in fantasy. So I mean, I think uh... I'm a perennial fourth place finisher. Okay, and then and then every now and then I win. Um, yeah, I made probably the worst possible fantasy <laughs> draft ever in the in, in history of our league. So I'm gonna stay out of this one. I definitely um, I like the odds of Josh Allen uh, taking over as QB number one. Um, I think that just that dual threat ability um, is really solid. I mean. Honestly, he's just as good with his legs as anybody, uh, even rivaling Lamar Jackson. And then his arm is as strong as anybody. So what else could you want out of a quarterback? And, um, you know, sometimes athleticism doesn't translate to fantasy stats, but uh, in this case, it definitely does. Um, And then I think uh, Kyler Murray is going to have a big year as well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being out for a third of the season bites, but – you know, that's still a very pass-oriented offense, so the system does well there. Um, for him, I'm, I'm curious to see how Burrow builds upon his postseason success. Uh, he had quite a few breakout games in the regular season last year. Um, I had him as my backup quarterback in one league uh, for fantasy, and when Kyler Murray was out with some injuries, 
I went to Joe Burrow and he put up 40, 50 points. So obviously we know they like to throw um, and they check down to Joe Mixon a lot. So uh, pretty safe bet that Joe's going to be good. Uh, Justin Herbert right up there with them. So, I mean, I, I would agree with the top six for sure. I think some guys that might um, climb up into the discussion uh, is like sleepers per se. I think Russell Wilson will be better uh, than he was last year. Um, I think he's motivated to be playing in um, in uh, Denver. And then also Derek Carr in that same division. I mean, they added Devontae Adams, so that always helps. Um, as well so uh, those are some guys to keep an eye on and then you got the second year guys you know will um trevor lawrence or maybe uh zach wilson step up but i don't know if i believe in those guys quite yet i think zach wilson has had a little bit of a off the field drama going on so he might be a little distracted coming into the season we'll see <laughs> but he has some good wide receivers so nothing a little drama can't do no i think my takeaway from uh Tyler's list. Uh, number one, no, I, I agree that Justin Herbert, I think Justin Herbert is um, the next big quarterback to run the table for MVP. Um, honestly, I think that he has all the weapons around him needed. Um, great pocket passer can get out when he wants to. Um, so I think he has uh, all the, the tangibles in order to, to be successful and become the next MVP. Um, one person I'm surprised is not in your top six is uh good old TB12, but um, I I don't know he doesn't have the weapons he had around him. I mean, I think, that, I think that's some regency bias right there since you're a Patriots fan. He's still living on Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't know what's going. I on. I have him at number oh, seven. No, no, seven. no. I mean, if you want my Patriots bias, then okay. Um. Do I, do I think Mac Jones is going to have a good year? Sure, absolutely. I think he's done well with what he's had in New England. Um, my biggest question mark with the Patriots, though, is uh, who's your offensive coordinator? So uh, who's calling the shots? Because last time I checked, uh, Bill uh, Bill Belichick, I, I don't think is the best shot caller when it comes to uh, offensive plays, more of a defensive-minded coach. Um and then last, I think the one person to pay attention to kind of in a new home with Matt Ryan, um, I think it's I think it's a good change for him. And I think that uh, he just needed a shot somewhere else. And, and I really think that this is his big opportunity in order to show um, that he still is a uh, an elite quarterback in the league and, and can stick around. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. For a little while longer. I think everyone's kind of sleeping on Joe Burrow. I wouldn't say technically not a sleeper, but he did have a great year last year. He's finally got an offensive line. I think he's really going to come out, and the Bengals are going to be a force to reckon with for the next five, six years as long as they keep him. Especially with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, his whole wide receiver crew. As long as they can get a cornerback to replace Eli Apple, I mean, that team's going to be something else. But, uh, you know, speaking of the Bengals, they just unveiled uh, a, a new jersey combo. I want to know, what, what y'all's takes on all these alternate helmets that are coming out? What's your favorite ones? I definitely like them. Uh, the Bengals one is nice. I'm going to go with the Panthers one. I think that is wow, – I feel like – giving the, Carolina some love. Yep, got to give Carolina some love. I've been wanting – I hate that god-awful silver helmet, so I'm glad that they're <laughs> finally doing like an all-black jersey that actually looks well. I mean, they, I don't even think that they have silver in their other jerseys. I don't think all so. All right, but, but Tyler, what? they – as soon as I tell you this, it's going to bother you. And you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, why? All right, so for the Panthers all-black helmet, I like it too a lot. And I sent it to you all. Um, and I didn't notice this. But they altered the logo uh, to be mono blue. So there's no white or any silver in the logo. It's just all blue or black. But 
they're going to wear it with the normal black jerseys and black pants that have the traditional logo on it. So there's going to be like mismatched logos. It's like, how in the world can that be your job? And then you still find a way to make it just a little bit wrong. I don't know. It's just one of those things that's going to like bother me when I'm watching like the saints having the two different color golds. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's like, why? (laughs) Who's the worst in your opinion? The Bears. They're all orange yeah, yeah. uniform is awful. What do you I think it's like, like the orange. highlighter orange. Just like no. the highlighter yellow from no. uh, Seattle. They could be seen by NASA. Uh, yeah, the orange just wasn't very inspiring. And then, like a lot of teams just like took their third color or second color and then just went with that and put the logo on it. Um, which I guess like what else are you supposed to really do? Um uh, I don't know. I'm not sold on the Saints one. I just think it could have been done better. But I, I think just, the worst uh, one is. I think the worst one is honestly uh, Washington. Um, I think that's the only W that they'll be taking is the one on their foreheads. Oh so, yes, I forgot was, about those. Yeah, that's, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. So that's pretty bad. You don't yeah. believe in old Carson Wentz? I think the best one, in my opinion, I, here's my bias again. I like <laughs> the all white Patriots. I agree. I, I agree. Helmet. You don't yeah. like the all white bags, the white jerseys, the white helmet, the, the white tie. Oh, I didn't say. I didn't I say I didn't it. like it. I mean, it's the same general color scheme, and I, well, not color scheme, but graphics. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's the same graphics and everything. Um, I know you can't do too much with you being the Bengals, um, but what happened to like the old Bengals logo? <laughs> The old, oh, old thing. The, I guess the, the thought tiger, there is, the tiger. yeah, I like that one. they can put the stickers on. Um, you know, they can take the tiger graphics off, put the old logo sticker on. So, like, I guess that's the thought there. Uh, it's more to get like extra colors, but yeah, I agree, Fetch. I love um, like throwback ones or something that gives the team a new look, a new identity. Uh, so, to me, that one's up there too, and I, I like the Texans. Um, Chrome red one. I thought that was pretty good too. Yeah, those are sick. Yeah, I might be seeing the Texas ones in person. We'll see see how good they do. If that franchise needed a little a little something. I'm waiting yeah, for the but... Chargers to release one. The Chargers, if they could go with like baby blue lids or like a navy alternate one, I think that would look pretty cool. So I want them to go back to the old navies. Like if you go full navy helmet. I think that would be pretty. I sick. think that would look pretty good if they went with that because they could <laughs> wear it with uh, their navy alternates. The Giants are going back to their old throwback jersey. I don't know. The if Giants one's that. a mismatch, though. I just don't. It just like looks it. the same. It looks the same. It's See, just that's slightly different. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, it's not a big enough change. Um, and even like Philadelphia, the Eagles, they're like, "Oh, well, we're going to make our helmet black now, and it's we're going to change one little color from green to black." And I'm like, "Well." can you do a little more? I'm like, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, they used to have that brighter green color back in the day. I think that that would have been a better color choice in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it. I like to see that they're allowing the NFL to do something a little different um, because they all used to have to wear the same jerseys. So it's definitely better to see them switch it up a little bit. One thing hey, they, still I, regu- they still regulate cleats though. Still regulating cleats. Yeah, they should allow them to wear whatever cleats they want. Uh, just be balling out like they do in the NCAA. One thing with NCAA that's happening, I don't know if you saw the new Miami coach, is uh, he's doing away with the turnover chain. So it doesn't, uh, says it doesn't no fit the culture, chain. which I completely disagree with. I think the turnover chain fits the culture perfectly in Miami. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of things change with like uh, NCAA baseball. They said that they're not allowing props in the dugout. Uh, what, what do you what do y'all think about that, Tyler? You're shaking your head. What's I'm your shaking my head this? more of the baseball one. I definitely think that Miami. I mean, they they don't deserve the turnover chain the way that program's been doing. It was fine like the first year, but then it kind of got old. Like they, it went from like the U to like the 305. It went it's like so many designs that it was just it was just too much. Hopefully that uh, college football is just better whenever Miami is back. Hopefully they can get back to their winning ways back in the 90s and then like the U. Speaking of, like, the documentaries, like, the U, part one and part two, that's, like, one of the best, like, 30 for 30s that I've watched. One of the best out there. But 
Yeah, NCAA baseball, I don't really like that. I mean, of course, you know, the one year that LSU brings out a boom box and actually has, like, some energy in that dugout, they won't be able to do that uh, starting in the 2023 season. But, yeah, I definitely, like, don't like it. I mean, it's just like kids are being kids. If they want to celebrate, let them celebrate. I mean, the NCAA is just being the old grandpa on the lawn, like, get off my lawn. Yeah, I don't understand why the NCAA has got to do this. I mean, let them, let them do what they want. Um Baseball is I mean, quirky, you know. Like you got to yeah. play you through see a it. It's a four-hour game. <laughs> you see a possum run across the field. Let them have their rally possum from an LSU it's standpoint. A, it's a four-hour I mean, game. You got to have fun with it, you know. Like uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, their bullpen pitchers are growing bell peppers in the bullpen. I mean, like, <laughs> that's you just funny. can't make this stuff like, up. I have right? not seen that. That is that that's is cool. something to to look for. That I mean, you're sitting there for 160 hey, games, eighty of them home games. Why not? You know, like, hey, I think Miami, honestly, I think Miami and, you know, since they're getting rid of the turnover chain, I think they just need to have an Ivis beak. Um, yes. I just just throw it on, you know, so that that's that would be great. They should have the uh, coaching turnover chain with how many coaches they've had in the last. <laughs> yeah, <time>. really. <laughs> or a quarterback, too. They can have a quarterback yeah. turnover chain as well. Yeah. Well, you know, who it's a good thing they had a coaching turnover would be Tennessee. Considering they just got hit with 18 violations by the NCAA, one awesome. year of coaching by Jeremy yeah. Pruitt, and they yeah, went like so, six and six. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that they investigated this hard hit with this many violations. Um, considering they weren't that good of a football team, one of them was like Jeremy Pruitt's wife bought the players dinner. I was like, come on, guys! Like, well, that's legal now. Kids. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's legal now. I don't understand why they're hitting them. So it's not like they won a national championship. Um, so I'm surprised to see that the NCAA is still governing to their old, old ways. Um, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts on that, Wade? I think that it uh, would be better if LSU won their national championship post-NIL rule because I'm just waiting for a, a headline one day, just sadly. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think much will come out of it for Tennessee. And I think – that will be kind of one of the last ones we see um, for a little bit until they tighten up NIL restrictions and put some legalities to it because, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, like if Alabama, if it came out that they did something impermissible, I, th- I think that there's like an argument for like, you know, like lack of clarity, you know, like why, why isn't that legal? You know, so until there's like some – ground law set on what is considered NIL and what's considered paying players for the lack of a better phrase. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see these huge NCAA violations like we've seen in the past levied against, you know, Southern Cal and um, Ohio state and uh, you know, some other programs. Well, I don't totally agree with the violations that are about like the coach buying the players dinner. Like, I mean, I feel like they should be legally allowed to do that. I think they can um, now, but I think before now, or even maybe now, that's considered a impermissible benefit. But, you know, now you could spin it like, hey, uh, Brian Landry at Walk-Ons wants to give the team dinner, and then Brian yeah. Kelly pays for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will admit that I was mistaken for a baseball player back in the day, and they gave me free food. Oh, you got an extra so. scoop at the five. Yeah, so they might come come after the LSU baseball. Josh Smith, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have yeah, to turn so, it in. So, sorry about that, Josh. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to report back to the NCAA now that you're playing for the Rangers. That the uh, cafeteria lady mistake mistaked me for you and gave me a Shutting little. Shutting all food. the five foot eight, long haired, backwards hat guys, you know, fit right in. Yeah, exactly. It, it works where it works. I just, I mean, I'm curious as to what's gonna happen with LSU basketball. Um, with the whole Will Wade debacle. So, I mean, they fired Will Wade. They lost half their team. You think the NCAA is still going to chase after us, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. know, Going back to Tennessee, I know that they did, like, a self-imposed ban. Uh, They didn't do, like, a postseason, like, bowl ban. They still played in the bowl game. Well, because they're not going to play in any bowl games in the future, let's be real. Okay, Tennessee (laughs) is going to be really good this year. We can get to that whenever we play. Yeah, they're going to beat us here in Baton Rouge. uh, But, yeah, they – they self-imposed a ban. I think they cut it down to like 14 scholarship players. So Tennessee probably already like the administration already knew probably what was going on. So they're probably just doing that. Hopefully that the NCAA doesn't do anything. We'll see if the NCAA 
uh, does something, uh, whether that's uh, more like cutting down on recruit uh, scholarships or postseason bowl ban. But LSU, I mean, it's, that's another story that we could talk about. I mean, the way like the way that the roster was, you know, like a, a month after Will Wade was fired, and then you get the new coach in here, and it's like, whoa, we actually have we might have a, a squad here going into to next season. So I, I think that LSU, I think I looked at the bracketology. I think they're like the last four in, but I think this team, if they can go into the tournament, I think it's going to be a tournament team. Yeah, I just hope they don't then say, well, they didn't come out, you know, when we're finally playing good yeah. and hit us with a, oh, you know what? We've decided to ban you for the postseason. Yeah, a nice little uh, year. March investigation, right? Yeah, this is well, the same thing that happened last year. So, Well, on a better note, since we're staying on college football or college sports in general, um, the Big Ten is in negotiations currently um, with players talking about um, – better funding and better benefits for uh, players that are current players and uh, former players. Um, And I think most of it is centered around uh, the medical side of things. Um, I know Penn State's fifth-year quarterback, Sean Clifford, is kind of leading the way on that um, and talking with – He should be more worried about his game than focusing on that. He's just trying to make some money, Tyler. Let's be real. He's in negotiations with them, um, and other players are. Uh, and he speak, he's speaking, I guess, as a spokesperson for all of the Big Ten players um, in a sense that uh, better medical care for them uh, at institutions as far as insurance goes um, and also for players post-career. So, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, end up finishing their college career and they don't go to the NFL um, or they have some serious injury, you know, that – prohibits them from you know doing certain things and and uh, the right care so I, I think it's uh, a good move and I think it's something that should happen um, these guys are getting hit around all over the place um, and if somebody does have some you know serious thing happen to them we've seen it happen in the past um, there should be some sort of policy there for them uh, for health care you know going forward so I think uh, Kudos, kudos to him and in, in, in the Big Ten uh, players for stepping up and kind of uh, uh, stepping forward to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of it happening in the NFL. I know there's a whole retirement plan with CTE and uh, everything like that, but you don't see that for NCAA because a lot of these guys don't make it to the NFL. So, I mean, they could hit around in college and, uh, you know, they have – health issues, so that's good to good to see that they're they're bringing that to light. Um, you know, that someone that might also have a, a mental health issue would be the guy that voted for Vanderbilt to win the SEC this year. Uh, Vanderbilt received one win, to, one vote to, to win the SEC. What, what do y'all think on that? You think Vanderbilt's the dark horse? I think whoever voted for Vanderbilt needs to be revoked of their vote uh, going forward for SEC media days. Like, what? Do you, I guess it was just like a meme. Like, someone just like, hey, go go put Vanderbilt to win the SEC. You they won't did it exactly for this reason, because would we have talked about Vanderbilt football on this show tonight? No. So we're getting the name out there. I don't think we've ever talked about Vanderbilt football. Hey, me and Tyler have a rule on SEC talk. We try to get everybody involved, make one comment about every team every week, and we try to keep it positive. Mostly uh, for Vanderbilt because they lose. (laughs) Yeah, and they got rid of all the valuable SEC fantasy players. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard now that – Gosh, Keyshawn Vaughn, was it, the running back? Yeah, yep, Keyshawn so. Vaughn. I mean, I'm not going to be picking their defense. I mean, they're going to get like negative 500 points for me every week if I pick them. Yeah, and for those who don't know what he's talking about, if you check out the SEC Talk uh, show on Facebook, that Tyler and Wade host come into the football season. They give their insights into the all things SEC. We're not just SEC bias on this podcast. We're also SEC bias. Hey, that's our SEC general. bias. Um, yes. hey, out, no, we out have out. a segment of looking outside the conference. We give yeah. like five games. So <laughs> if you're if you're like a selected one of them, it's usually the Big Ten and the like the Big Twelve that we usually look at in the ACC too. Yeah, the SEC talk will start up once we get to college football season here in a few weeks. Uh, you know, it's it's getting close to time, so we'll be promoting them much more. 
Uh, but as to no surprise, they picked Alabama to win the SEC again. But I'm not saying LSU is going to win it. I have high hopes for LSU, but I don't think it's Alabama's year this year. I think they're kind of going to fall off after the national championship. What's your uh, thoughts on that? No, I, I don't think they're going to fall I mean, off. I think they can be contended with, but I think they're still viewed as the favorite. Texas A&M should be able to be in the conversation. They beat them last year, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. That's a team that I always get. Like, I feel like every year Texas A&M gets preseason hype every year. Like, go back to last year, they're like the 15, and where do they finish eight and four again? They're probably going to finish eight and four again this year. I mean, they get. The number one recruiting class, we'll see if it pays off, literally, because that's what they did. They paid for their players. So, yeah. So, I feel like. get pumped about him. They have Max Johnson as QB1 at the yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the quarterback room is not, you know, with Haynes King and Max Johnson there. So, their defense, though, will probably, like, it'll pretty much be like the Saints of last year, you know, whenever the Saints were pretty much like a QB carousel and the Saints defense played their tails off to get them the nine wins. It's probably what a and going to have to do this year because I, I don't expect that offense uh, to be that great. You know, I totally agree with you. I think they overhype A&M every year. And they just kind of fall to their standards about halfway through the season. Um, Cameron uh, tried to convince me that, that Mississippi State was going to win the Mississippi Championship. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about all that. I think – I do think Mississippi State play. could be a dark horse for sure. I mean, that their offense is getting that. a lot of key weapons back. I mean, I know that LSU plays them like one of their at their first SEC game. That won't be easy. Yeah, no, yeah. they always play LSU tough. Uh, you can get Cameron's intakes at Twitch.tv slash AZ. We'll give him another shout out on the show. Loves uh, giving shout out. You just got to give yeah. five hundred more to make up for that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but I mean, Will Rogers and their wide receiver core have been together for three years now. Yes. So I think I think Mississippi State can make a little push under Mike it's Leach. Will Rogers, he's got a very good shot of breaking the passing record under Mike Leach with the air raid offense. So Cameron did make some good points here yep. down at Orange Beach. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I think the biggest thing with Mississippi State would be their defense. Um, they haven't had a historically good defense, and I think that's what's going to hurt them in the long run. I mean, their so, defense has been good enough to compete in the SEC. I just think that, you know, whenever they get to the likes of an Alabama, whenever they have a quarterback like Bryce Young and then Tua the past couple of years, what I, I definitely agree with, like, the top of the class. I think that the East is going to pretty much be, like, a three-man race. I think that Florida is still going to be – Kind of, I don't want to say like rebuilding mode, but I think they're going to like one year out. I think that Kentucky and Tennessee are going to be the ones to challenge Georgia and the East. But I think still it's going to be another Georgia Alabama SEC championship once again in the West. Probably could be between Texas A&M. Ole Miss could be another interesting one, especially with Jackson Dart. He was a stud at USC, but uh, they're losing a lot of key weapons on the offensive side, especially they lost both of their running backs and Ely. Snoop Connor and then Dontario Drummond uh, as well. So, yeah, I think that the West uh, and the East are, I, I hate to say that it's lopsided, but it's pretty much a one team race in both divisions. Yeah, I mean, we say that every year. I guess we'll just have to wait, wait to see what happens. Uh, another race going on would be in the MLB with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what, what's some thoughts on that? They're really a dark horse team this year. They are. I mean, they're only like, I think I checked the standings. They're like four games out of the wild card. And you, like I was looking at last year, they got to like 30. I think they had like 38 overall wins, something like that. If you're an Orioles fan listening to the show, let me know how many wins y'all have. But uh, I think that this story really reminds me of the 2020 season whenever the Miami Marlins made the postseason. They beat the Cubs in the first round, then ultimately got swept by the Braves. But I think that if the Orioles, uh, I mean, they have the offense to do it. I know that. They play the Yankees really tough uh, this week and ultimately losing that series. But talk about a division that's tough. I mean, they at least you look at the standings, all all like four or five of the teams are right in the wild card race, and the Yankees pretty much are going to be the the number one seed unless the Houston Astros just keep on winning. Yeah, yeah we know we Houston's on the for the White Sox and the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Orioles are in an interesting spot because nobody expected them to be this good this year, and they have a lot of talent sitting in AAA. 
Um, I think it would be foolish for them to say, hey, this is our year, let's go for it and trade away some of that talent. I think they'd be better to stay put, see if this team really yeah. is a team of destiny, go out and try to win it. I think it would be a little disheartening to trade away some veterans um, and kind of throw in the towel on the season. But also um, kind of look what that did for the Seattle Mariners last year. They, they traded away um, the one or two pieces they really did have that were on expiring contracts, even though they were in the thick of the wild card race. And um, they've come back stronger this year. So um, I, I don't know what they should do, but um, they have been fun to watch for sure. And honestly, if if this isn't a fluke, uh, you got to think they'll be contending for the AL East by next year once some of this uh, next wave talent gets called up. And um, But also, the AL East is kind of down right now. I mean, the Yankees are are hot, but the uh, the Rays and the Blue Jays really haven't played to their potential. So they might go all in this year. I mean, who knows? I mean, speaking of the Blue Jays, they really just put a whooping on Fudge's Red Sox. What did you think about that game, Fudge? With a <laughs> hey, I didn't even five. bring up Boston. <laughs> we'll see. I tell you what, it's just one game. So um, last time I what checked. What about the series? The last time the I two checked... previous games against the Yankees when he lost like 16 to 3, 15 to 3. <laughs> We're not letting Fudge have any of it tonight. Going They're ready the for Red football Sox. season. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest here. I mean, the Red Sox have been in a, a downwind ever since they went on that hot streak in the middle. Ever of the since season. we gave them praise on this show. Well, okay. Well, to your <laughs> point, Tyler, um, in my prediction, fine, I'll give my prediction right now. All right. Um, my prediction right now is that the Yankees will probably lose uh, – in the playoffs and they, they will not make it to the world series. Um, they haven't won anything in years. That's right. The Astros will make it. It would, to the take, world it would take the second one of Derek Jeter. Uh, and that's not going to happen uh, in order for something like that to happen. Um, and also uh, the blue Jays haven't won anything in years. Um, and they will continue to not win anything for years. Um, I like how he's saying all this while his team just gave it 28 runs to the team that he's talking about. He's trying to save face for the And he just swept the them at their own part. Well, it's one game. I mean, look. So the big picture is is that the Red Sox struggle. They win a World Series. They won in 2018. Um, and they won in 2013. And then they won in 2004. And then they won in 2002. So I, I think that there's – there's more of – we can't look at one team year by year and say, well, you know, there's 162 games in the season and, you know, this team sucks because, you know, they didn't make the playoffs or they didn't win or they didn't make it to the ALCS, um, you know, after three years. I, my problem is is that with the Red Sox is that, number one, their pitching sucks. Every year that Boston's pitching sucks, they suck. Um, it's terrible because – they they don't have any offense. I know you've got J.D. Martinez. I know you've got Xander Bogarts. I know you've got Rafael Devers. But the problem is is that you got hot streaks where they might they might win 10 games in a row, but then they're going to go and lose uh, the next 15 out of 20 because they have no pitching. There's nobody in the rotation that can do anything. Chris Sale's been on the I.L. forever, and he will continue to be on the I.L. forever in – I don't understand why Boston wastes their time paying him um, if he's going to be on the 60-day IL every 60 days. Um, <laughs> that's my problem. And, and, yes, New York has pitching. Um, they don't have starting pitching, and that's why they give up runs. I mean, their bullpen is, is decent. Um, other than Garrett Cole, they really don't have a good starter. Um, and that's kind of the same thing for Boston. They, they don't have a – they don't have a true starter. So, and honestly, I think that the best team in, in the division, as far as pitching goes, is is Tampa Bay. By far, I think Shane McClanahan is the best pitcher. I think in in the league. Uh, period. I think that he uh, he's going to win another Cy Young because or win the Cy Young because uh, there's nobody that that's going to match him. I I don't see anybody who can. Um, the AL East is. Different things are shifting. I, do I think the Orioles are doing okay? Sure. But are they going to finish last in the division? Yes. Um, I, I just don't think that we can count. Well, 
count on the Orioles to make a playoff push. I'm I'm sorry, but you think the Orioles might be trying to go after somebody like Juan Soto? I mean, he's already not signing with the Nationals. No. Where do you think he, he lands? No, I, base, baseball's changed, and it's like the NBA. I don't think big guys that want big money are going to go to a small team. They want to go where the market's at. He doesn't have a choice for the next two years. I mean, it's a, the Orioles could say, hey, we'll give up our entire farm system to get two years of Juan Soto and try to change his mind. Um I I think that'd be a step in the wrong direction for the yeah for the I think team. so too I mean so Soto's still under farm systems in the league Soto's still under contract, contract for two years so there's it's teams a, like he like wants the, a trade not necessarily like, the Nationals yeah, okay. yeah what, what he team, wants out what team is going to go buy out Juan Soto's contract I don't think there's any team that's going to go and and pay him the money I already said my two teams last week so I'm not going to really well look at me. a team like Tampa Bay like they could they're a team that could win it this year. That has no business in giving someone a five hundred million dollar deal. They somehow ponied up three hundred million dollars for Wander Franco. Their only chance to ever have someone like Juan Soto on their team is to go get them this year and give up all their prospects and hope they win a World Series in two years. Will they do it? Probably not. But if they yeah. if if they if they go for Soto, they have to give up a Rosarena, and I don't think that they can afford to do that. Yeah, I, I I don't think they're yeah. they're gonna be if able to do it. So you gotta you gotta give up some starting pitching. I mean, you can't just be all prospects. I mean, the Nationals want pitching. Well, I will say the one thing I love about baseball is that it's not a single player sport. You got a guy like Mike Trout yeah. on the Angels. only one out of nine guys. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you can go after a big name, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to change your entire season. I think the so. Cardinals are a good mix of guy uh, that have. Um, minor league talent and a few major league level pieces that could come over. They got um, Paul DeYoung sitting in triple a he's had flashes of being really good in the MLB uh, for starters. And then you could give him your top two prospects as well as maybe a corner outfielder that he would be replacing in that lineup every day. Um, and they got good pitching prospects is why I brought them up. So I think that that's a team that could, Swing it. I don't know if they have the money to re-sign him after that, but I think Juan Soto would be happy playing for them in the interim, and maybe they would have the money afterwards to extend him. I think yeah. the people think that Juan Soto could possibly sign with the New York Yankees, I think, are on the other side of the world. I don't think that they understand that they're not going to be able to pay anybody on that team and they'll all be eating ramen noodles for the next six years <laughs> because they can't, they can't afford anything. That's, that's going to be the problem it, in the Yankees. Aside from what they have in the major leagues um, in Trenton, they don't have any, there's really no prospects in New York. That's, that's the big problem. They sent them all to Texas to get Joey Gallo. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So Texas has a great farm system right now, especially Josh well, Smith. I bet they're Josh Smith's out there playing left yeah. field now. He just made Sports Center top ten with a diving catch in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I, I thought that the team that should go after him would be the Texas Rangers. Um, I think that they're a bat away from from somebody who can actually hit in the lineup um, because they they need they need offense. They have pitching. Um, I think that they're they're one bad away, honestly, and, and that uh, that's something that could really benefit them. Well, you know, another a sport that is uh, solo based would be NASCAR, and I know Neil has sent his NASCAR Neil taking uh-huh. away this week. So, so yeah, let's hear it. What what's your... I have oh. the NASCAR Neil honor, and oh my gosh, it was a crazy week on the on the track. So I'm. Super thrilled to have this week's NASCAR Neil update for everyone. So at 5.53, NASCAR Neil sent me a text and he said, hey, this week's winner was Denny Hamlin getting his third win of the year. Uh, Team Toyota dominated the race. And uh, just before the race started, Kurt Busch um, got hit in qualifiers and ended up having a concussion and had to pull out of the race at the last second. So he had a fill-in. Um, who drove his car, and he finished in 18th place, which was um, really good for someone just filling in on the day. It happened to be Ty Gibbs, who's the great grand no, the grandson of Joe Gibbs. Um, he's an owner 
in the sport. Um, but then at six, no, at seven twenty-four, Neil texted me and said, "Wait a minute, have you recorded?" Chase Elliott is now the winner. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch, who got second, have been disqualified. And disqualified. it's the first, first time since 1960 that has been disqualified. Yeah. What did so, they get disqualified for? <laughs> I am not sure. We are going to have to watch the highlights. Did they like Ricky need... Bobby that thing and like get out the car and run to I the guess. finish line? <laughs> I guess. Um, we're going to need. Our uh, loyal. We need listeners. another live appearance. We need Matthew Melanson to come upstairs right now and tell Chet what happened. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to looking at the highlight because I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, disqualified first place and second place. I have to see finishers. Like, what went the win down? goes to third. Yeah. yeah so let's down. see. Here's here's the Chase Elliott awarded NASCAR Cup Pocono win after Denny Hamlin is disqualified. Apparently. Joe Gibbs racing had Hamlet's car, runner up Kyle Busch, number 18, both disqualified. Um, let's see, it's the last time a disqualified and apparent winner was April 17th, 1960. Dang. Uh, the penalties can be appealed by both of them to try to reverse it. Uh, there were some issues discovered that affected the aerodynamics in the vehicle. Um, ah, there really was no. Aluminum. There really was no reason why there was some material that was somewhere it shouldn't have been, and that does come down to a DQ. So a whole lot of whole lot of take on that doesn't really say oh, yeah. much. Yeah, um, it says it looks like the front. It said the front fascia, so I'm guessing like towards the front nose of the car on the front bumper. Um, I'm wondering if there was extra weight up front, like you know. Like uh, the Jamaican bobsled team and, and all that, that stuff. Feel the so rhythm. I, feel the ride. <laughs> it's bobsled time. My voice is time to get DQ'd. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew, when you're listening to this uh, during work this week, I'm about to go downstairs and talk to you about what's actually happening. Because a uh, little intake for the listeners, yeah. Matthew and I are on vacation together, and he's They're a very family now. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're family now. All so, the but, the, the first time a racer has been DQ'd in NASCAR since 1960. That's pretty That's crazy. crazy. Some aerodynamics. Oh, I don't know. Y'all, y'all boys got uh, anything else to talk about tonight? Oh, hey, other... um, I've got. Um, speaking since we're talking about racing, um, F1 was today in France. How's that going, Fudge? So I watched it this morning, um, only because I woke up and it was on, and I said, "Well, I guess I'm going to watch this." Um, <laughs> But no, I I was shocked at the fact that I guess Ferrari's having issues with their tires. Um because here first, folks, don't go buying a Ferrari right now. Well save no, you some money. Ferrari tires. I mean it, <laughs> but no, um I guess uh Leclerc re- led the race the whole time, was seconds ahead of everybody, and uh came around one of the corners and completely wiped out. Uh, and ended up not finishing the race, even though he was the favorite um, in his home country. So I think that uh, that was a bit of a shock to everybody and everybody that put some money down on the Claire to, to, to win it uh, because uh, definitely is the best racer of the year, um, kind of taking, taking F1 by storm this year. Um, and I know that uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, finished uh, on the podium. Uh, I believe he finished... Uh, third on the podium behind uh, two uh, Red Bull racing uh, counterparts. So I think uh, I think F1 is growing. Uh, I think it's kind of neat that we have one in a race in Miami now, um, and it's it's an up and coming sport. So uh, I, I like I like watching it. it it's it's good. well, maybe that all has to be the sport we cover. We could all get really super. Maybe we all racing. just pick like one sport, and just have like a little segment for it's a summer project. Have the F one well, racing. <laughs> no, I will say, I think F one is too mainstream yeah, for us to cover. I, I think like we got to get on like more some people bad know about it. Like, I mean, people Water, watch it, but like no one watches. Water, like... Well, look in Houston, there's a minor league cricket league. You know, we get some cricket coverage. You know, get some guys on the show that play cricket. Um, maybe even some polo. We mentioned polo league in like yeah. one of our first shows, so. We'll, uh, we'll we'll take some uh, we'll put a poll up take some from the listeners on what what sport we'll come up with a few sports and we'll we'll put it out in the world because we wanna we wanna find a random 
small sport like Tyler said, curling maybe in the winter and just dive into it and really become experts in that sport. I think it'd be something interesting to see. What about uh, what about darts? <laughs> we'll get the experts at darts. I said I said a corn toss or cornhole. <laughs> where, where are you throwing the bean bags? Hey, it's, it's on ESPN too, right? Played, yeah, they, that's mainstream. They that. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, that's too hey, mainstream. What about hey? What about why don't we get into some pickleball? Drew Brees now has a team now. That's what he's doing now. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll get we'll become pickleball experts. We can get Drew Brees oh. on here and talk about his pickleball team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, hey, maybe we can swing that. We'll just have to wait for ESPN and the Ocho to come out, and we'll just watch that for a day, and we'll pick it. We'll pick it yeah, we can have like ESPN and the Ocho review day, like have it on the show. Yeah, there you go. We all watch oh. it like all day, and then give like our 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 takes on it. It'd be like dodgeball the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I think uh, that kind of wraps it up in the sports world this week. Um, unless anybody has anything else they want to cover. Uh, we covered all the sports you can think of, I believe. Yeah, so I want to give a, a thank you to everybody uh, listening this week. And uh, give us a follow on Twitter at SportsScramble4. And we'll, uh, we'll post our poll on there for for uh, what what main or non-mainstream sport we should cover and become experts in. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we hope you all have a good one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.